Michael Sullivan seeks revenge. Carl Hanratty pursues a forger. Charlie Wilson funds Afghani fighters. Dr. Henry Goose, Isaac Sachs, Dermot Hoggins, and Zachary impact each other through space and time. Richard Phillips gets hijacked. Walt Disney meets P.L. Travers. James B. Donovan defends a Russian asset. Chesley Sullenberger lands on the Hudson. Ben Bradley goes to press. And Fred Rogers befriends a journalist. This time on the Oscar should have gone to Tom Hanks, part two. And the Oscar goes to... It's a and the Oscar goes to. And the Oscar goes to. I have always wanted to have a neighbor. Chris Cooper, an adaptation. Adrian Brody. And the Oscar goes to Daniel Day Lewis. And there will be blood. Matthew McConaughey. And the Oscar goes to. Leonardo DiCaprio. Casey Affleck. Gary Oldman. And the Oscar goes to Brad Pitt. <laughs> that was very dramatic. Tom Hanks, a dramatic guy. I know, he really is. He really a funny is. guy, yeah. yeah. Meg, hello, how are you? Hi, I am a real mixed bag right now mm-hmm. because, as I've already said to you, I woke up this morning and could not move my neck. Yeah. Mainly due to, I think, stress from my husband snoring. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like that is not great. And you served him papers. I, we're close. Afternoon. We are literally close. Last night at one point, I just yelled out to no one in particular because he was asleep. Divorce! <laughs> and he woke up and went, huh? And I went, it's the dog. Never mind. Anyway, that's going super great. I'm getting away, though, for a couple days. I'm going to... Las Vegas, Nevada, mm-hmm. tomorrow to shoot a, a television commercial, uh-huh. a very odd one. Um, I don't 100% know what I'm doing, but I know who I'm in the scene with. It's me and Mr. Paul Giamatti. hey And all I keep thinking, because he's a great actor and yeah. has had some great, great performances. Right. But all I can think of when I close my eyes and picture meeting him is... Here I go again, <laughs> which is the song that he sang in uh, Rock. Rock of Ages. Rock of Ages. Yeah. yeah. You should ask One him. of the rougher, rougher movies and rougher performances, I think, of all time. I'm trying to think of um, the worst things you could say to him. Uh, you could ask him. Here I you, go again. It that, sung like that would be there. pretty bad. What if you asked, do you think you'd be the first one to ask him if he'd like a glass of, to meet you for a glass of Merlot? <laughs> And then I cut him off before he can answer. I go, just kidding. We're not drinking Merlot. Yeah. I had a lot of uh, puns having to do with uh, like, you know, him being like, oh, you know, this is cool that we're here. And I'm going to be like, yeah, it's a real win-win for me. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. This is a good one, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I like Paul Giamatti. I don't, I'm like interested in how, because I've, I've, I've worked with celebrities before. No big deal. Right. Ice-T yeah. and Steve Austin last week. Yeah. Just notably. recently. Yeah. Off um, camera. Off camera. Um, however, uh, I don't, you, I've never, I feel like, I don't think I've ever worked with anybody that's been like, like a real actor, like right. really, like really good. Yeah. He's good. You're not going to be able to hold your own. No, not at all. No. Not at all. Yeah. 
Well, you can Here only. Here I go again. Um, so you don't know what you're doing aside from acting with Paul Giamatti. I sort of do. I think I'm like a, like he's. You're like, uh, like playing like a 70 year old, like <laughs> smoking at a slot machine. God. And Paul Giamatti. From your lips to God's Paul ears. Paul Giamatti's playing your son. <laughs> I swear to God, I am bringing a visor <laughs> and I feel great about it. Yeah. Uh, no, I think I'm like a hotel. Uh, the call time is like 3 a.m. in the lobby of Caesars. So I'm like, what is, is this real? Is this real life though? Are they like driving I might be you getting, out to the devil? I was going to say, I might be getting. Are you getting whacked finally? <laughs> or sold into some sort of. White slavery? Yeah, some sex slavery for people that are yeah, some, real hard up. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you're just getting like shot into outer space. Uh, again, your lips to God's ears. Yeah, honestly, we are good. They're well, that- they're they're starting nuclear testing again. And- <laughs> my, I'll, literally, they'll they'll tell me they're going to do this worse stuff to me. I'll just be like, "Well, my neck does hurt." Yeah. Will that make it stop? Three a.m. It's very early. Yeah, I I I'm not sure. I'd rather go late, right? Because then you're like awake from the day. Yeah. Somebody wakes me up at 3 a.m. I'm going to be like, I'm going to punch him in the fucking mouth. <gasps> what if I punch Paul Giamatti in the mouth? Oh, don't do that. Not Ooh, pig vomit. Not pig vomit. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good fucking movie. Um, you can tell him, did you have? I can't think of anything um, from Cinderella Man. Did you see the resistible rise of Arturo Ue? No. Is he in that? He was in, I saw it on stage uh, with him and Al Pacino and John Goodman. I s- sat out in the cold for rush tickets when we were freshmen in college. All right. And Calm then down. I found out after I sat out in like the freezing cold for like two and a half hours you didn't that need because to. it was so cold, yeah. they were letting people just come <gasps> in and get a number. Oh. And I ended up getting the number three, even though I was the first person there. <gasps> and they gave out six tickets. So I actually managed to get tickets. Wow. But if I had been if you had just four, continued to wait, I wouldn't have gotten a ticket. Yeah. That's really upsetting. No. Yeah. That's really upsetting. Was he good? Yeah. Great actor. He's good. He's a good actor. He's good. Last week, I, I, I don't want to tell Cyril's out of school, but I worked uh, doing a little work with Ice T and, and Stone Cold. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Now, here's the, what I want to, here's the tea. Here's the tea I want to spill on ice. How cold is it? Stone Cold. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Wow. 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 Neither of those men can read a teleprompter and I mm-hmm. am, and there's not that many lines, yeah. but they put it on a teleprompter for them. What's shocking to me, Stone Cold was very nice and was talking to me about the craft of acting for a time uh-huh. before Ice jumped in and told me what acting really was, which right. is, um, you have to forget about who you are. Yeah. And like, if you're hungry, you have to forget that you're hungry and if you're tired you got to forget that you're tired because you're a different person and that person's not hungry or tired to which i said but ice what if they are hungry or tired yeah and he did not get the joke and yeah. just goes no 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 they're not hungry or tired you, that's you that's on you i will say that's probably difficult for you because you're always i'm always hungry, hungry or, or tired <laughs> or usually both both yeah <laughs> and my neck hurts yeah um, he's been on fucking Law and Order for the dawn of time since the dawn of time. I yeah. don't understand what is happening. Listen, they put him on it, and they don't have a way to. I mean, there's no way to get rid of someone on a cop show. Yeah, there's absolutely <laughs> no way to write someone off of a <laughs> once. Yeah, cop that show. is yeah. truly job uh, security. Yeah. Um. Anyway, it was. It's it's very strange. 
what a weird hey once upon a time in hollywood am i right oh brad we, should, we haven't we should talked talk, we haven't talked about the oscars mm-hmm. um i did love that speech and i and i looked over and friend of the pod kelly so i had a party yeah. i was invited didn't come Correct. i looked over at kelly ewing during that speech bawling her eyes out wow once yeah. upon a time in hollywood huh yeah he started off a little rough and he managed to pull it around i was like i get what you're doing here yeah. but i don't care i but, don't think the john bolton thing was specifically working in this no. case first speech of the night yeah and also like um, he still just, ended up being one of the best speeches of the night easily boy, did the speeches kind of go off the rail boy, later on. oh boy renee zellweger uh, somebody was reading me just like a transcript yeah like, you know, you do with Trump where you just like read like yeah. the actual words that he says. Right. It is wild. I think she even came. I think she talked to someone apparently at a press room and was like, was that just word salad? And, and they like, were like, yes. Yes. Heavily tossed. <laughs> Venus and Serena and Krista McAuliffe, maybe, and our heroes. Yeah, just, I was like, just throw them all out there. What's doing? Yeah. Spike Lee. Because yeah. I think she just maybe saw him in the audience and just like it popped into her head. Um, yeah. Why do we think Quaron wasn't there to give out Best Director? Oh, that's a good question. Because I think he would like Do you think like he doesn't that? like, do you think he doesn't like Koreans? <laughs> um, that's, that's probably why. Let's what did you think rumor. of the show overall? I actually thought it was good. I thought it was tight and it moved. It was weird. It all, I also did not feel like it felt like three and a half hours, mm-hmm. which it was. It was very long. Yeah, it was long. But it didn't it didn't feel like that to me. I think it was cool. I thought the way they packaged the awards was good with yeah. like a lot of people doing multiple awards. Yep. I like that a lot because it was like, let's cut down. Like, especially if they're good at presenting, I'm like, yeah, just have Kristen Wiig and, and fucking yeah. Maya Rudolph just do five in a row. But I also kind of liked um, the whole thing of like the younger generation, like introing the older, because there was no host. So like Beanie Feldstein talking, like mean, introducing some like some of that. Healing. I understood, like some of it I thought was good. That one in particular, well, yeah, was I a was like weird. Is Mindy Kaling really on much higher of a level no. than Beanie Feldstein? That honestly, we need someone to introduce her. Honestly, and totally I not. Mindy I just like but... Beanie Feldstein. Oh yeah. So happy that Beanie Feldstein was there. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't she just present that award? Who the kid from whose name I always forget from 1917? George Mackay. George Mackay. He introduced somebody that made sense to me. Yeah, which I totally missed his part. I guess I just like zoned out for a second because I'm, I keep kept hearing about how he was there. Yeah, but like when like Zazy Beats, it's like oh, I'm glad Zazy Beats is there. I don't know why she's introducing someone to. I just didn't get that choice. Yeah, the. Big thing I didn't get, um, NYU alum, and God bless him, but why we needed Utkarsh Ambukar to come out and do a rap halfway yeah. through the show. That was that was. I just weird. felt bad for him. He yeah. did a good job. Yeah, it was good. I, it I was, was like, it's cool to see him here instead uh-huh. of in the Tish Common Room. Yeah. But uh, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure the reasoning behind yeah, that. Yeah, that was strange. I don't know. I mean, a lot of the... It was almost just like because cause he's uh, close with Lynn and they wanted to be able to cut to Lin-Manuel yeah. again in the audience. And they're yeah. like, oh, we'll have to get one of the freestyle love guys up here to... I think, I think one... the I think it was good and it moved in general. I think one thing that took away, and this is not the fault of the, the broadcast, yeah. was the songs that were nominated for best song, yeah. by and large, fucking blue. Mm-hmm. So... 
it was, so all of those performances, I was like, this Chrissy Metz fucking, I mean, like Diane Warren, God bless her. She's a legend. Yeah. But I was like, this is not going to get it done. I think Richard Lawson tweeted during that song. He goes, the lyrics of this song change every time it's performed. <laughs> it's like, yeah, they yeah, could. Sure, they could. It's yeah. stand, standing, standing, standing there. I don't know. It's I, I tried watching that movie the other day. It was on TV. It's so riff. But um, one of the only I watched. So by the time the Oscars happened, I'd watched all but one and a half of the nominated films. Mm-hmm. And Breakthrough is the only movie. I listened wow. to the song, but Breakthrough is the only movie I hadn't seen. And I only watched half of Maleficent. Wow. Mistress I have, of Evil. Mistress of Evil. I have to say um, that movie is interesting because Breakthrough. because Not because it's interesting at all, but because um, like, do you think Josh Lucas is like bummed he's not like a big time movie star because like he fucking should be right he was it like he was poised he was like the 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 male lead in a rom a very successful rom-com with Bruce right. fucking Witherspoon I think he got canceled out because he just wasn't like he didn't have um talent well I was gonna say like he's not quite as charming as someone like Matt Damon and I yeah. feel like they're kind of the same age and it's like I think he like got McConaughey was, too a little bit sure yeah yeah he was good in Ford vs. Ferrari. He's great. He's kind of started playing this like shit heel character yeah. in a lot of bigger movies where he's like the seventh lead. Yeah. Um, and he does a good job at that. Um, you know, keep getting those checks. It's make just your, weird. Make those Christian make films those every Christian once fil- in a while where but you it is be the third lead instead. The third. I guess maybe that's, and but I can't imagine that. I'm like, that's why I'm seeing him in this. And I'm like, did you really need to take this job? Like Topher Grace, did you need to take this job? I don't know. Topher Grace. Yeah. What are you doing as a playing a pastor? In this Christian movie. Like, this is Chrissy Metz's level. Yeah. It makes sense. Like, if you're Chrissy Metz and someone's like, hey, do you want to be the lead in a movie? Do you want to be the lead in a movie? Yes, I absolutely do. I have four days off before I have to go back and shoot This Is Us again. Sure. And then she got to sing on stage. A terrible song. Yeah. Even the Elton John one, I was like... The Elton John song's not good. The Randy Newman Newman song. Somebody, I was... Some podcast was saying Randy Newman... Maddie just walked in with a with, chicken, just with a chicken. Oh, and my pills. Thank you for my pills. chicken and pills. <laughs> That's what I exist on. That was Megan and Maddie's hashtag for their wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm basically like that. One of those, one of the crazy ladies in that, uh, what was that girl interrupted? Yeah. Chicken and pills. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, it was fine. I thought it was, I, th- I thought it was, I thought it was, it moved and it was good. And, and this, the highs were high. I'm obviously over the moon that Parasite won. Yes. I love Maya Rudolph, and I could. I, I felt like the show was, for me, kind of saved by the Bong Joon Ho slash Parasite wins. Yeah. Which. Oh, and also the like, other best part, sidebar, Keanu Reeves and. Um, and Diane. Diane. Keaton. I actually, was I, I thought it went all, the bit was a little bit too long, but I liked Will Ferrell and Julia Louise Dreyfus a lot. Yes. Louis Dreyfus. Um, particularly when they were talking about the editors and how they got edited out of things. I'm yeah. Like, we don't, this isn't even a good category. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bong Joon-ho. Um, I think if he, it's tough because I think if he, I think he would give great speech if English was his first language. Yeah. It's just tough. But listen, to Sharon. Trans- Sharon did. Sharon, if you're listening, come on the podcast. Sharon, come on the pod. We'll let you pick any year from the 1960s. You are so good yeah. at speaking Korean and English. Yeah. I don't speak one of those languages. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Um, I'm happy for I'm happy for uh I'm happy for Parasite. I'm happy for Director Bong. I'm yeah. happy for 
happy for Brad. Happy for happy that the Irishman didn't win. Sorry. Happy that fucking what else that I was like this fucking thing. I don't know. Joaquin Phoenix also. I was like, oh man. Yeah. I don't know, man. Not even maybe that Are the he, content of his speech was terrible. It was just the way it was presented. It's just the delivery yeah. for him. Do you think, have we talked about this already? Do you think that he and Rooney Mara are like the world's worst dinner companions? Can you think of, like you walk into a wedding. It's like, yeah. oh, you got invited to a wedding. Cool. Oh, cool. I'm going to go, oh, there's my table. Like there are my table mates over there. And you look and you are seated next to Rooney Mara and Joaquin Phoenix. Is there anything worse? Well, it feels like it feels like Rooney's maybe just very quiet. I yeah, feel sure. like maybe she doesn't speak to you at all. Maybe she whispers to Joaquin. And yeah. She, like, and um, he says, like, Rooney because says, da- blah, blah, Because blah, David blah. Fincher broke her. Um, <laughs> and then Joaquin, it just feels like it depends on the day that you catch him. I guess. Like, I think it could be, like, he could a, be fun, lucid, Joaquin? a lucid day. Yeah. And it might be kind of fun. But then he's um, going to, whatever you're eating, you know, he's going to judge it. Well, hopefully you're at a vegan wedding. Yeah. I don't know. You don't have a big old glass of milk in front of you. I know. Well, that's my thing. I that was. Listen, I just. I don't. I don't drink milk. So I because you're I'm, not a child. Yeah. You're not a fucking yeah. psychotic so, so person. I'm, I'm like, I'll like give it, give it to it, give it. You know. Yeah, but you can give up milk. Drag Guys. milk. Hey, drag. Drag milk. Joaquin. But when you but, yes, king. I was like yes, king. <laughs> the thing is, is that, the thing is that when you like churn it and you add i don't know how cheese is made but however that's made yeah cheese is good cheese is fucking and good butter yeah and butter is great yeah ice cream listen i i think that we need to be more responsible about the foods that we eat for sure. both climate change and you know all yeah. and and humanitarian reasons i think a hundred percent yeah i just think with the issues we are facing today cheese is a weird hill to die on yeah it's just tough because it's good i get the <laughs> point but it's it's hard it's hard when things are good. Yeah. Like really good. Yeah. Really good. I feel the same way about genocide. It's like, ugh, I <laughs> wish it didn't happen, but it's good. Is but it like, good? I li- like killing, on, but ki- you know, cause killing just like one or two is like, we, I could give that up, but on a large scale. Mm, yeah. You know, it's like a, what would happen to the movies? It's like an aged Gouda. Yeah. It's really Gouda. Okay. Should we jump into to thanks, T. Hanks. T. Hanks, I'm ready for it. He was the he was front and center. He was. He had the Jack Nicholson seat. I I I'm excited to see him there. Yeah. He's the less creepy version. Rita um, had her hair and makeup done. Yeah. Clearly, some somebody showed up actually on time. showed up. Yeah. She seems like a pill. Wow. Sorry. You are really going off right now. I know. Rita. I'm so sorry. Megan usually doesn't use language like that. So a pill. Yeah. <laughs> Pills and chicken. Yeah. God. It's making me hungry mm, yum, yum. for both. Yeah. Um, so uh, before, when we did this previously, we had gone through uh, 2000. Had we? We had. God, Cast that was a Away. long time ago. Cast Away was the last movie we did. So we jump into to the new millennia. Um, We've got the, the IMDb. I, IMDb. We need people to up. know. IMDb is pulled up. Well, so a lot of these movies I had written down, but unlike Tom's stretch from 88 through basically 2000 where it was just like killer after killer mm-hmm. like an all-time maybe the all-time run run we talked about this um there's there were some missteps yes 
Tom's had some missteps. I think the highs were quite high. But he's had he's definitely had some highs, but uh, particularly we'll talk about a couple movies in 2002, and then you basically go like a, a ten year stretch, a ten eight year, years, like an eight year stretch where there's like. One movie I rewatched. Yoink, da, yoink, so yoink, in 2002, yoink. though, he went back to back with Road to Perdition mm. and Catch Me If You Can. Both amazing movies. Yes, and uh, and also I like that the this is the same year. Yeah, I Road really... to Perdition I saw on my 19th birthday. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Mm, dating yourself? Yeah. I was like, what? Road, no, on my 19th birthday I saw it on DVD. This oh, year. on DVD this year. <laughs> Um, I think I, I mean, I, I think I, these are both amazing movies and I really like that they are, these are two roles you could not get further apart. Like yes. they're yeah. so, and I think what's interesting about them, we're going to talk about another movie in a minute, but I think that what stuck with me rewatching a lot of these is you said on the last podcast is like, unlike Meryl Streep, um, who's another person that we've done this retrospective with, he Tom Hanks is is always Tom Hanks. Yes. He doesn't disappear into roles right. in the same way that Meryl Streep does or or just change, you know, like whatever. She, he's not throwing on an accent or, you right. know, changing his face or his mannerisms that much. But he's I think it's a I think it's a testament to how good of an actor he is. Right. That these are both clearly him. Yeah. Very there's a lot of Tom Hanksiness in them. But very, very different, and very, and and tonally very, very different, and he right. ca- carries them both off uh, with a plum. Road to Perdition is, a, I think, criminally underrated movie. I agree. It is heartbreaking and yeah. fucked up. Yeah. And um, yeah, and he's great in it, and is not a great guy. And he and he almost always plays the great. I mean, he's still a good guy. Yeah. And he does. You're even when he's like Jimmy Duggan, you're still. Yes, for you're him. still rooting for him. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Um, this was this movie feels very much like him trying to shake his image a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Um, by doing, you know, um, obviously we'd seen him in stuff like Saving Private Ryan, but you know, then he's playing a World War II captain. Yeah, um, hero. And in this, he's playing a hitman for the Irish mob. Yeah, um, which is very out of character for him. But he's still, you know, this father figure mm-hmm. who um, has some. Some of that Tom Hanks influence. I think Road to Perdition is something that I think we're going to kind of keep coming back to in terms of the role. And that I think he's very good in this movie, but he's sort of the central character. And there's something that, except for a scene or two, he doesn't get to do very much emoting. It's very like. Agreed. It's a very quiet performance. Very quiet performance. And he's sort of outshone in it by a lot of great supporting roles. Agreed. In particular, I'm thinking of Daniel Craig and Jude Law. Jude Law in this movie, I mean, we're not talking about the movie and we're not talking about the rather performances. Right. So I don't want to get too hung up on it. I don't think I love him in this movie. Is it because he doesn't look hot? No, I think he... Sarah Silverman used to do this bit about, because she like was friends with Matt Damon, whatever, right. about how like... Matt Damon doesn't need to put like in, in he, she talks about it, contagion mm-hmm. and how like Matt Damon like doesn't need to put like a fucking prosthetic like face on right. and like, w- like hair piece or whatever. He's just like good at acting. He's just like Matt Damon. Right. Jude law. I think, 
I think Jude Law is good. I think he just runs into the problem of he is very handsome, and I think he maybe would have been a better actor. We talked about this. The older he gets, I think the better he gets because he becomes less. He's becoming, he's right. not aging super well. Yeah. And so he's able to play other things. I don't know. I think he leaned really far into. I love him in this movie. Really? Yeah. Um, he's a creep. I just feel like it's a. it feels a little put on. Yeah. Um, Daniel Craig, I do think, is great. Yeah, Daniel Craig's great. And Paul Newman's great. And this is Paul Newman's last Oscar-nominated movie. Um, so that's then mixed. Uh, so kind of a darker crime story mixed with a lighter crime story. Um, he does Catch Me If You Can. Great movie. Um, where he's sort of the second lead. It's more of a, it's a would be, I'm going to qualify it as a supporting role in terms of when we talk about like the other yeah. people nominated. And I would say in Road to Perdition, he's the lead. Yep. And this, he's supporting Leonardo For DiCaprio. Sure. And sort of similarly, I think Tom Hanks is a lot of fun and he's really good in Catch Me If You Can, but that's very much Leo's movie. And yep. it's kind of when we can fully like buy into Leo's charm. Yes. Um, but I think again, like really is well in this in particular yeah really um cool of him to kind i mean i I don't think he would have i honestly don't think he would have outshone leonardo DiCaprio. i don't think anyone can outshine leonardo DiCaprio. but cool that he also sort of like he it's not a again he could have made it more flashy yeah like he could have put knock knock exactly he could have really leaned into that and i think how do you feel about the accent as um someone from uh, uh boston yeah i think it's fucking great Good. I have literally no fucking problem with it. Great. I don't know what's happening. That's not that great. wasn't that was like that wasn't it at all. It was like someone doing Brooklyn. The thing is, is when I try to put it on, you can't. It can't do it. It yeah. just has. To, I have to have like you gotta have Deb. Here. I gotta yeah. You, know, you have to have Deb. I gotta have a couple of natty lights. Yeah. And I gotta be back in like the seacoast area or yeah. whatever. But it's not. It doesn't just like fucking turn on. Yeah. Anyway, my point is, yeah, I like that he. I I think the accent's good. I think he's like, and I and I don't think it's I don't think anything he does is even though this the movie itself is like kind of cartoony. Yeah, he's not cartoony. Yeah, no, he's a good anchor for it. Um, so these are the nominees uh, in those two categories that year. We'll start with supporting. Um, we have Chris Cooper for adaptation, and he won. God, he should. Yeah. Um, Ed Harris, what movie is that for? In Best Actor? Oh, in the for the hours. Oh. Paul Newman for... Wait, he was nominated for... Le- no, this is supporting. This is supporting. Paul Newman for Road to Perdition. John C. Riley for Chicago. Mm. And then Christopher Walken for Catch Me If You Can. Those are all awesome nominees. And I have to be honest with you. I don't know that there's a spot for Tom. I there. don't know that there's a spot for Tom. Yeah. Maybe Ed Harris... But again, that is only because like I rewatched the hours and it's like right. not that fun. Yeah. But he is good in it. Mrs. I... Dalloway. Two mice. Oh yeah. Okay. Two mice for sure. Yeah. Can't get rid of two mice. Can't there. get rid of two mice. I think you gotta give it to Paul Newman because I think he is very good in Rudge Perdition. Me and too. Also he's like the elder <laughs> statesman, like maybe our Completely one agree. of our favorite movies. Chris stars. Cooper should have won. Yeah. For sure. Incredible performance. In- incredible. Um, and John C. Riley, I, oh, we I talked about it when we did 2002. He's great in that movie. It's he's great. also in three of the best picture nominees that year. Yeah. I feel like you just have to give him be like, well, he's also in the hours and he's in yeah. gangs in New York. I also think he's great in, yeah. in this movie. I, I maybe would take Ed Harris out, yeah. but I still would give it to Chris Cooper. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, not even sure if I can give Tom a nomination there. Definitely can't give him the win. No. For lead, this is also was like a pretty all-time group. So Adrian Brody wins for the pianist. Oh, God. In a surprise win, the two favorites were Daniel Day-Lewis in Gangs of New York and Jack Nicholson in About Schmidt. Nick Cage in Adaptation. Hmm. And then the only person I could see bumping out is Michael Caine in The Quiet American, which oh, is a movie. Oh, I like I that movie. I don't even know if I've ever seen it. But oh, really? It's yeah. one of my favorite books. So yeah. when it came out, I was like, it, Brendan Fraser, and he's, oh, man, Brendan Fraser. We, that's a story for another time, what yeah. happened to Brendan Fraser. But um, he's good in it. Yeah. And the other thing is, like, that was the year that Richard Gere didn't get nominated for Chicago. I think he's actually great in Chicago. Yeah. And he was sort of the one that felt... Hanks was, I don't think, ever really in the picture. And I'm definitely don't think you can say his Road to Perdition performance is better than four of those performances. No. And I can't speak to Michael Caines because I haven't seen the movie. Um, but I don't think he gets into that five. No. And I, as you know, since then, it's been a rocky road for him. But Adrian Brody in The Pianist is fucking incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then. Sorry, Tom. Sorry, Tom. He, do, he uh, works on a documentary um, in 2003, and then, so we get to 2004, and he does three movies. The Lady Killers. Wow, that was wildly a pregnant con- Wildly pose. considered the Coen Brothers' worst, worst movie. The term- How was he to know? The Terminal. Oh, yeah. Probably considered one of Spielberg's. Worst, worst movies. And The Polar Express, which is a mocap performance. So, of course, that's not probably going to yeah, be an Oscar. Doesn't count. Um, yeah. I have never seen The Terminal. Um, this is definitely a year of accents. Yeah. For, for our friend. Yeah, for sure. Um, which he's not. I, I don't. Oh, we're going to talk about it in a minute, but I don't care for him doing that. Yeah. 2004 uh, was not a particularly strong year for films, but uh, I'm going to say he didn't deserve any sort of uh, lead nomination. I've never seen The Lady Killers. Have you? I have. And it's honestly not as bad as people make it out to be. It's just sort of fine. Yeah. And he's kind of fun, and he's got like a Foghorn Leghorn-esque thing going on. Um, He does not make a movie in 2005. In 2006, he makes The Da Vinci Code. Oh. So... That's Dan Brown, a, Exeter not, alum. Not really an Oscar play. He also uh, performed as Woody Carr in the film Cars. Okay. So a, a quick cameo probably of, of Woody. I've never seen Cars, by the way. Fun fact about That's the one Pixar I've never seen. It's, uh, it's not great. I don't care for Cars. 2007, after playing himself in the Simpsons movie, this is the next movie that I watched. I know that you, I think you rewatched this one also, and that's Charlie Wilson's War. Yeah. Um, I really like this movie. Yeah, it's, it's fun. It's so fun. Yeah. It's so enjoyable. I mean, I will say the movie belongs to Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yes, absolutely. Like 100%. The scene, the best scene in the movie for me is definitely when Hanks is in his office meeting with Philip Seymour Hoffman yeah. for the first time. Easily. And, and the Adams girls and the other girls keep yeah. coming in. And he keeps and having Philip to Seymour leave. Philip Seymour Hoffman has to keep leaving. And then he comes back in and he's like, and there, he's like, oh, did you like, were you listening at the door? And he goes, don't be an idiot. I bugged the whiskey bottle. I'm yeah. like, this is fucking, I'm in. Yeah. It's a very interesting, if you haven't seen Charlie Wilson's War, I t- super recommend it. It's a very interesting uh, 
real real life story yeah. of uh behind the scenes of about the covert war that basically the, the Americans the Afghani Soviet war yeah, that the Americans, Americans supplied the Afghans, the Afghans with Charlie Wilson who Tom Hanks plays was a congressman from Texas that basically mm-hmm. with the help of a extremely wealthy socialite that Julia Roberts plays in she's the also a fucking blast yeah she looks amazing she looks um, speaking of looking amazing can we talk about emily blunt's cameo oh in this my movie? god emily blunt i didn't realize it's like i didn't remember her she gets pretty not naked but she's just walking around in a dress walking shirt, around in her fucking charlie wilson she is hot as hell uh yeah that movie and emily and amy adams is in it and sheree appleby it's a fun it's a fun it's a fucking fun movie. Listen, it's 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 Sorkin-y, but in a fun way. Yeah, yeah. It's it's Sorkin having it's Sorkin having fun. Which the, as the times changed and became darker, he's not able to do that in yeah. quite the same way, which is a shame for both the world and also for you know fans of <laughs> snappy dialogue. Um, it's very good. He has a really good and, and it's and it does really seem, which is nice to see after whatever uh, since Catch Me If You Can, like. He seems, Tom Hanks, right. seems to be having like a great time. Yeah. The opening scene is like him in a hot tub with some strippers in Vegas. And it's not played seedily at all. Nope. He just is still it a... It only feels weird because it's Tom Hanks, yeah. a topless woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is a li- which once you get past that, you're he's like not into them at all. So yeah. it's like very cool. Um, it is weird when he's like... Emily Blunt like falls asleep on him and he's like kind of like feel like not feeling not in yeah. a creepy way. It's it's that I'm just like, what if you were Emily Blunt and you were like, yeah, like Tom Hanks is like using his finger to like trace circles on my chest right now. That's strange. Yeah. Um, can't imagine that. Anyway, point is good movie. Um, like this movie. It's a good movie. Uh, I had the exact same note. I just said Hoffman sort of walks away with it. He was nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Whose is that? That's yours. It's probably a political call because I don't have that phone number mm. in my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, these are the nominees for Best Actor that year. Viggo Mortensen for Eastern Promises. Tommy Lee Jones for I love in, that movie. in the Valley of Elah, which probably was a joint nomination because that's also the year of No Country for Oh, Old I was going to say, why? Yeah. Johnny Depp for Sweeney Todd. Oh, good. George Clooney for Michael Clayton. And then Daniel Day-Lewis won for There Will Be Blood. So Tom Hanks definitely not winning the Oscar. Definitely <laughs> not winning the Oscar. Cicery. Um, I don't even know that. I don't think I give him the nom. I don't think he can get a with a nom. Even if you like bump Johnny Depp I for might, Sweeney Todd, yeah. there's like, well, then is like Josh Brolin. Can you consider him a lead for No Country? Yeah. Because maybe he's probably in there over Tom Hanks. Brad Pitt and Assassination of Jesse James is probably in there. Zodiac yeah. is that year. Oh my God, Jake Jill. Yeah, Jakey so Jill. I think there's too many people in our even in our world of bumping people. And as it, much as I like Tom Hanks in this movie, he's having a blast, but it also feels like something he could do with two high tans tied behind his back. Yeah. This is like he's just it's him putting on like a slight southern accent, a and, slight southern yeah. accent, and just kind of having fun with his good buddy Julia Roberts. Yeah. Um. So then we kind of go back into the desert for a few years. The great Buck Howard, he doesn't play a large role in this movie. The movie uh, was directed by Colin Hanks, which is why he is in The Great Buck okay. Howard. Uh, he does God, Colin Hanks probably at that time was like 25 yeah. and got to direct a movie. Cool. 
Uh, he does Angels and Demons, of course, the follow-up, Dan Brown, Exeter alum. Um, Exeter alum. To the Da Vinci Code. Uh, comes back, does some stuff in the Pacific uh, as a miniseries. Do you want to hear something funny, by the way? Mm-hmm. When I was in high school, um, I the Da Vinci Code came out, I think, when I was in high school. Yeah. And yeah. so um, uh, my friend of the podcast, Laura Walrzak, uh, we, the two of us wrote for the school paper together and uh-huh. one night, the Da Vinci Code came out the year we graduated from college, but in the move, but the movie did. Yes. Okay. The book. Yes. The book. Okay. I'm talking about the book. Shut up. Uh, and we were in, um, the year we've graduated from college on the television show that we were in two years ago. Okay. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> don't want to talk about it. Anyway, we're in my room. I had my own landline, which was like, oh, hell yeah. Lauren must've been. Pissed. She eventually did, like literally six months later, because my parents are fucking pussies. I was a firstborn. I can have the landline for a few years before she can have it. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Uh my so what's his what's her face? Laura Warzak was in we were doing homework in my room and for another pod newspaper, from the nineteen ninety four episode. Nineteen ninety four doing some newspaper stuff. And she was like, Oh no, I have to call this author. And at, like he, it, he like, and, and do, and do like a quick interview for the Exeter student paper because like he's, he has a book coming out or whatever the hell. And I was like, what? And he's like, she's like, oh, his name is Dan Brown. His name Can is I use John it? Irving? <laughs> God, <laughs> that, that I would have known and been excited. I was like, Dan, Dan, what? Dan Gray? <laughs> no, Dan Brown. Anyway, so she called Dan Brown for my landline and interviewed him for the paper. Then, Do you think he still has your number in his phone? <laughs> and by his phone, I mean his, his landline. His landline? Yeah. He probably yeah. was on like a car phone no. or something, right? Uh, Listen, it wasn't that long ago. It was another age. I had a BlackBerry. When I graduated, I think I had a BlackBerry. Okay, I'm ready. Um, 2010. Pouring you a little more Fess Parker. Oh, we're drinking a little Chardonnay. Uh, Rachel Lewis left this at my house. Friend of the pod, Rachel Lewis, from the 2004 and 2018 Oscar episode. She loves a Fess Parker. Yeah. Um, Fess Parker, of course, best a. known for playing Davy Crockett on the television show. Okay. I Next. think that's true. I think that's who. Okay. I think that's right. Sure it is. Um, Toy Story three. Will they? Do you think they'll support? They'll they'll become sponsors. Anything's possible. I mean, we love we're, still, we're still waiting on Tito's to <laughs> get back to us. Um, Toy Story 3, uh, one of Megan's top movies of the decade. Mm-hmm. Uh, not really, again, not an Oscar play. But um, have I? how hard have I cried at that movie? So Multiple hard, times. So hard so many times. Top movie of the decade. 2011, he has his second directorial movie. We talked about that thing you do. It's a little movie called Larry Crown. I've never seen Larry Crown. Have you seen Larry Crown? No. You know, All I can remember is him on a scooter yeah, with Julia Roberts with Julia in Roberts. the trailer. Um, you know, Roxy, you know, mm-hmm. do you know Roxy? Yeah. Um, she's in that movie or maybe she was cut, but she was like a role, an actual yeah. like part in that movie. Uh, no, I've never seen Larry Crown. Yeah. Doesn't look. Doesn't, not an Oscar play. No. Um, 2011, he's also in What was the, the movie, story of that? He's like, I'm a. It's like him like going back to community to college community or college. something. His like life falls apart or I don't know. Okay. He's in Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close, which is probably the most surprising Oscar nomination of the 2010s in terms of best picture. Mm. Um, it was not well reviewed. It's at not the time. very good. 
I did not rewatch this whole movie. I did rewatch the first 20 minutes because that's all that Tom Hanks is in before he dies, dies in, in spoiler alert, 9-11. 9-11. Um, and I, he's, you know what? Tom Hanks is a great dad. Tom Hanks is a, he's a good dad. He's a good dad. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm a huge Jonathan Sapper, not to bring it back to books, guys, yeah. book talk, but I love, uh, everything is illuminated so much. Jonathan, Jonathan Sapper and forward turned out to be like a fucking annoying kind of weirdo. This is not his best book and this is not a great movie. Yeah. Um, but he is a good dad. So then we he made to- Colin Hanks, who's a director at like age 25. And so. Chet Hayes. And Chet Hayes. <laughs> so that brings us to 2012. And maybe the most interesting film. Oh my God, I can't. On Tom Hanks' entire IMDb catalog. Not maybe, for sure. Cloud Atlas. Okay. I'd never seen this movie before. Right. And you gave it to me. Yeah. And <laughs> I said, I texted you and said, this movie is crazy. And you said, that's the true, true. Yes. Um, um, yeah, I don't. Oh, wait, I did write something. This is the one thing I wrote down. Oh, this is just stream of consciousness. Oh, wow. Tom Hanks says this British doctor. Yikes, yikes, yikes. Good, but this is not a how I want to see him. I know good actors should be able to play any role, but I don't want to see him like this. Oh no, what's on his face? I didn't realize that was a different character. Right. Later on. Sure. Um, at one point, he has like tattoos on his face. Yeah. That's that's in the true true phase. That's the true true. Yeah. Um, where he marries Halle Berry. Yeah, and this is like the far future, I guess. Yeah. Where the world has completely fallen apart, and we're basically back to. Almost prehistoric. Prehistoric times. Yeah. But she comes from, from, I don't. Yeah, space. I, I, I don't. I wrote down, what a flick. <laughs> I find Cloud Atlas actually super fascinating. I don't think it fully works. No. But the way that it intertwines these six stories and the fact that every story is like a completely different genre, I think is super interesting. Yeah. That's I mean, what I find really interesting. Yeah. I, I th- you know what I really think? I, I, under, I understand why they did it. I get it. This is, and that's kind of like the point of the movie. But I'm, I think where we really have issues with it is when is how all these different people are playing these different roles. Yeah. Because it is... Well, this was a, a huge controversy at the time. Yes. you have characters that you could say are in... Jim Sturgis, it took, and it took me a minute. Yellow face. Yes, yeah. it took me a minute because I literally was watching Jim Sturgis, or I was watching the the Korean whatever the hell, right? Which I think was my favorite of the like that story was the most because I liked that girl and I was uh-huh. like that that dystopian view of soul. Yeah, was interesting. Um, Jim Sturgis plays a a Korean man, and I it took me two scenes to be like, oh god. That's Jim Sturgis, and and that was rough. And yeah. then fucking Hugo Weaving came in as the nurse, the n- like nurse the, ratchet. In, yeah, in our madcap present day. Yeah, yeah. And that was a wild. I think if they had gone like fully for it, and it would have obviously gotten even more backlash, but maybe then people would have been okay with it. The fact that they were like, well, we will have white actors. And mixed actors in yellow face because Halle Berry like plays like an old Korean man. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Um, And then they do have the Korean actresses basically like in white face. 
yeah. later on yeah. in the movie. But I think if they'd gone like whole hog and been like, well, we're going to put Jim Broadbent in blackface too, people would have been super offended by it. But then maybe it would have been it would have oddly more made... okay if every single yes. race was playing every, every other, other race, race as opposed to just having like white people. Yeah, it was Asians. just more of an Asian thing. Yeah. I think that they, I don't think they need, I think especially in the future, like there's like Jim Sturgis didn't need to be fucking Korean is my right. point. Like, and like a, a lot of, a lot of the things that a lot of the stuff that I was like, this is so wild. I was like, it seems unnecessary. Yep. I under, like the idea of like some, like a reincar. I, I don't even know what the idea, like the idea of like, it's like a reincarnation thing. This isn't about the movie. I'm just, we're not yeah. supposed to be talking about this, but I'm just saying it, it feels like just have them be their regular self. And you know, yeah. White people live in Korea now. Yeah. Yeah. You could just have a white person in Korea. Yeah. They did it in Looper. Yeah. Oh, I guess he's in... Are they in... I think they're in Korea in that movie, too. Yeah, I think they are. That'd um, be fine. Or maybe fine. they're in China. But uh, I think maybe Korea. I don't remember. Have Hugo Weaving be the... Be, you can have... There don't are have, male nurses. Just don't have Hugo just Weaving Just don't have play Hugo a, Weaving play, play a nurse. A, nurse. a female nurse. It's un... I, this movie is wild. Here, this was the movie that I kept alluding to because I was like, this, per, these performances for me. Yeah. What was your favorite Hank's <laughs> part, though? I think the doctor when he's like helping. Because and he like uses like the N word yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. The Tom Hanks. My favorite is definitely him playing uh, Dermot Hoggins, the Cockney author. Oh, that's you're totally right. That's the worst one. Who throws the <laughs> guy throws out the, the guy window? Off the off a building. You know yeah. what? You're totally right. That's the right one. He comes up to Jim Broadbent. He's like, "Oi, this is my book." Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's you're my right. favorite. That's the best one. Yeah, that's the best one. Um, it's wild and not good. Yeah, uh, these were the nominees. Uh, <laughs> this is the best supporting actor category in 2012. Is actually like a legitimate all timer. So. Every single person had won an Academy Award before. It's Tommy Lee Jones for Lincoln, Philip Seymour Hoffman for The Master, which might be the best performance of the 2010s, mm-hmm. uh, Robert De Niro for Silver Linings Playbook, Alan Arkin for Argo, and Christoph Waltz won for Django Unchained. Um, so yeah, Tom Hanks ain't getting that. Do you know what I would say to anybody that would push Tom Hanks for that category? Oi! No, I'd go, go touch the wall. Now go touch the window. Now go touch the wall. No, go touch the window. Mm-hmm. And I keep them doing that until they realize what a fucking mistake they'd made. Yeah. Because, uh, this you know, is you know what I would say? What? Argo, fuck yourself. Oh, good one. <laughs> good one too. Good one too. 2013. Would you recommend people watch cloud Atlas? I think I would. I think it's interesting. It's uh, Tom Twyker who did run Lola run and the Wachowskis. Mm-hmm. Um, Both of whom are transgender now, correct? Not that they that did both matters, have transitioned but. now. I think at the, I think at the time maybe one of them had begun. Yeah, because it said like Lana, which, Lana yeah. Wachowski, and so, yeah, they the, separated. The them. other, the other sibling has only within the last couple of years transitioned yeah. as well. Um, yeah, I I'm gonna go out on the limb and say there's better things to watch. Don't watch this, yeah. but you could watch like the scene. Like there's a couple. Just like type in like Tom Hanks Cloud Atlas. Yeah, if you're interested in what that's like. Okay, but now we're getting into it. Now we're getting back to Oscar, Oscar, Oscar Beatty movie. stuff, good stuff. Tom not Beatty, Oscar good stuff. And not Are only we talking? That, every other movie that I have written down for him, these six films, 
that I have that he's done between 2013 and now. He plays a real person in every single one of these That's movies. That's shocking. Isn't that interesting? Weird. Well, maybe his Cloud Atlas. I mean, and he has done other movies during that period of time where he has not. Only a couple. But um, he did Cloud Atlas and he was like, you know what? Like, I'm, I'm not awesome back. at like coming up with like a whole backstory and a thing on my own. So let's just go back and I'll base it off of a real person. So 2013, he has a lead and a supporting performance. Uh, we'll start with the supporting. This is a movie I did not rewatch. It's not a movie that I liked very much at the time. Uh, and that's Saving Mr. Banks. Yeah, I remember. This is a, this is a, this is, I watched it on a plane and I would say this is the ultimate plane movie. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's fine. Yeah, even at the time, Emma Thompson was the one that it was yeah. like it was all about Emma Thompson. It he was her performance. It's not a great. It's the story of uh, Disney and uh, the right. He plays Walt Disney. Yep. And, uh, and trying to get the rights to Mary Poppins. Right. Yeah, to Mary Poppins, and it's like you know, Emma Thompson is like kind of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and like. That's like, oh, isn't that crazy? The writer of Mary Robbins is kind of a bitch. Um, he's just very Tom Hanksy in it. And uh, yeah, watch it on a plane. Yeah. It's not that uplifting, though. Right. That's the other thing, too, is like, I remember being like, oh, I'm going to like cry and love yeah. this. And like, you know, I loved Mary Poppins. And then I was just like, okay, that's, I guess that's an interesting story. It's, it's not, um, it's a pretty good year for supporting nominees also. So you had Jonah Hill for Wolf of Wall Street. Michael Fassbender for 12 Years a Slave, Bradley Cooper for American Hustle. God, Barcod. he is terrifying in that movie. Fassbender, sorry. Yeah, Barkhad Abdi for Captain Phillips, which we'll talk about in a second. And then Jared Leto won for uh, Dallas Buyers Club. Looking back, I might have given the award to any of those people before I give it to Jared Leto. I would, again. for personal reasons, I 100% would give it to Jared Leto. Um, but I don't think Tom Not Hanks Jared Leto, as Walt sorry. Disney even cracks that nomination. No, I agree. All. I agree. Probably Fassbender, if I'm being I would real. I to Fassbender, for yeah. sure. Um, so the other movie that Fassbender year... Fassbender and that dick, am I right? hey Um Hey. The other movie that year uh, is Captain Phillips, uh, where he plays the titular Captain Phillips. This is one of my favorite Tom Hanks performances. It's great. He's great throughout it, and it actually, for a lot of the movie, falls into the same thing that we talked about a little bit with Road to Perdition, and we're really going to talk about when we kind of get into the movies after this, where he's sort of the central character, but there's not a ton to him. And then he has an incredible breakdown scene. The last at the end of the movie. five minutes of this movie are no, I would, and I go further because, like, the 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 eventual. I mean, it's a true story. Again, if you don't know Captain Phillips, it's a true story of the the captain of this ship, you know, whatever cargo yeah. ship that gets uh, targeted by, by Somali, Somali pirates. pirates, and um. It is the like the the climax of the movie, the last like 15, 20 minutes when like it's, you know, the where they're it's it's over for for the hijackers, basically. Yeah. And they're just like, who's going to live and who's going right. to die um, is so tense. Yeah. So uncomfortable to watch. And, and he's amazing in it. And it's a very thing. And then if you really want to fucking cry and be like, wow, that's because I think he's very. Because he's very, he does the thing the rest of the movie where he's very, I'm Tom Hanks and I'm like, you know, I'm trying, I'm a good guy trying to get the best out of this situation, trying to make the best of this situation. I'm trying to do the right things. And right. It's exactly what you said. It's a very Tom Hanks performance. The breakdown I that he has at the end after everything's over is 
I think just like so telling of like, yeah, but not only is he, that the whole rest of the movie is him being a movie star. Ugh, this sounds so lame to say. Ugh, I'm sorry. I don't even want to finish it, but oh, you know what I'm go. going to say. Your Adler, Stella Adler's coming out. God, I'm such a snob. That's like, that's some like, that's some deep shit. That is some, I think that playing. I would say that that moment is maybe his best like emotional catharsis since Philadelphia. Yeah, easily. And I think it maybe is better because I think there's, because there's a maturity in it and there's something, you know, when they say, I mean, this is, when they say like, uh, if you want to play drunk in something like the, the more powerful thing to do, the easier way to do it is to overplay sober. Yeah. Overplay. Exactly. Play like you're not drunk. Right. Try, like, like you're trying to, you know, hide that you're drunk or yeah. whatever. And that's exactly sort of what he does at the end here is he's, he's like a, exactly what I would do too. I think what any of us would do Yeah. where you're like, someone's trying to help you. They're being nice or whatever. Okay. And you, yeah. And you're just like, Oh, okay. Okay. And he has like this whole mental breakdown and it is totally understandable. And it's, it's, it's like gives me chills thinking about it now. He's incredible in that scene. Okay. Does my, does my family know I'm okay? Yeah. Oh, God, don't. It makes me sad. I rewatched, after I finished rewatching this movie, I rewatched just that scene like four times. Because you're a glutton for punishment. 100%. Yeah. We've talked about this. I like, my one of my favorite movies of all time is Revolutionary Road. Yeah. She gives herself an abortion with a and dies. thing and then dies. Yeah. Loved it. So these are the nominees that year. And it, again, it's a good category. So you have Chiwetel Ejiofor for 12 Years a Slave, Leonardo DiCaprio for The Wolf of Wall Street, Bruce Dern for Nebraska, Christian Bale for American Hustle, and Matthew McConaughey won for Dallas Buyers Club. Okay, I would not give it to Matthew McConaughey. I would not give him the win, and Tom Hanks definitely should be in here. 100%. Whether it's Bruce Dern or Christian Bale that gets pushed out. Uh, I probably would push out Christian Bale first, honestly, because I do not think American Hustle is a very good movie. No, I agree. Um, and it's just him like in a fat suit. Um, but I didn't love Nebraska either. I don't think I give Tom Hanks the trophy. I think it's, I'd probably give it to DiCaprio and then Edge of Four is right there. Yeah. I think I'd give it to DiCaprio. I think I'd give it to DiCaprio. What's tough is, is Edge of Four is, it's the same thing as that we've ta been talking about with some of Tom Hanks's other movies is it's not the, it's, other people are, I don't want to say better because that's not it, but it's like he is, he's the conduit. He's the main person, sure. but, but Lupita and Fassbender are right. like the, the people that are like, that's those and are your the your boy, Paul roles. Giamatti. And my boy, Paul Giamatti, who's in that movie too. Just walking around as a slave trader. Fuck, fuck the Paul Giamatti in that movie. Yeah. You should bring that up to him. Oh, I'm going to be like, Hey, remember that 12 years of slave? Fuck you, you are a Paul. fucking asshole in yeah. that. Um, anyway, I don't know, makes another um, so that's, I would say. But I'd give him the nom I would for say for sure. me, that's the first of this, that that's the first nom and that he definitely should have had it. And even at the time, everyone was like, what the fuck? You guys didn't nominate Tom How Hanks? can you watch that scene and not, because here, because, because Jennifer Hudson won, I mean, whatever, it's six and one half, Oscars are dumb. Yeah. We do this podcast, it's dumb. Right. But Jennifer Hudson won for singing a song. And don't get me wrong, I'm not even saying she shouldn't have won that, but like Tom Hanks could the whole rest of the performance is great, but he could have won just for those last four minutes. Yeah. 
2015, he makes the next movie, and it's called Bridge of Spies. Great movie. Which, you know what? I rewatched it. I hadn't watched it probably since uh, 2015. And I think it's better than it was. I, I think I liked it better than I did back yeah, then. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's because it wasn't as shiny then. Yeah. But now watching it, you're not watching for the shine. You're like, oh, this is just a very well-made movie. And it's it's really good. It's really good Tom Hanks, like in more movie star mm-hmm. mode, mm-hmm. where he's basically kind of just being himself throughout it, but he's a great anchor. And Mark Rylance is terrific in the film in a, you know, slightly quirkier role. Um, but yeah, he's great in it. And these are the nominees. This is not a very good year. Um, DiCaprio wins uh, for The Revenant. And then the other nominees that I would definitely keep, I think, in here are Matt Damon for The Martian and Michael Fassbender for Steve Jobs. And then the two that I would definitely bump, even for Tom Hanks not doing something flashy, are Brian Cranston and Trumbo and Eddie Redmayne and The Danish Girl. I think Brian Cranston's fine in Trumbo. He's Didn't not see Trumbo. The movie's not great. And Eddie Redmayne and The Danish Girl, this is the year after he won. Ugh. Yeah, um, and, and, and this the Danish movie... Girl's like just such an Oscar play. Yeah, I know. And it is. I mean, it's it's nuts. I like Alicia Vikander a lot, but it's crazy that she won yes. for that role. Agreed. They just well, because we talked. We because they didn't want the to Oscars... give it to our girl Rooney for no, Carol. They didn't because they don't like lesbians. Wait. Yeah, yeah they do. That's right. Danish Girl's kind of lesbian, right? Well, yes. I mean, um. Okay, sorry. There's no way. Tom Hanks, I would nominate Tom Hanks. Yeah. Mostly because I hate Eddie Redmayne and I right. find him. You have like a problem. You I have like have a, a personal issue. We have a personal issue. Yeah. One time, ooh, what he said to me. Yeah. Ooh. You and Eddie and Andrew Garfield were hanging out. And I was like, and pass Garfield, that blunt. And then and Andrew fucking, Garfield was like, ooh, girl, you're getting it right now. Uh-huh. And you were like, you need to stop talking like a drag queen all the time. <laughs> We get it. You did Angels in America on Listen, Broadway. Listen, after Emma broke up with him, he went through a really dark time, and yeah. I just was happy to be there as a friend. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's nice of you. I know. I am a good friend. But Eddie was like such a stick. But Eddie then, was right? always such a fucking little bitch. Yeah. And I am not here for him at all. And I was like, theory of everything, here's my theory. You fucking suck. Yeah. And you're <laughs> like, hey, why don't you get stuck up in that balloon, aeronaut? <laughs> Can I ask? Wait, I just want to say this is off topic, but I was, I saw, I was watching some Amazon show and they had like a ad for that before. And I said out loud to nobody in particular, yeah. just to myself, I don't know anybody that's seen that movie. Yes, you do. No. Yeah. I watched the aeronauts on Amazon. But that wasn't nominated for anything. You just no. did. Wait, I just that... I just watched it for fun. Uh, I mean, I don't watch any films for fun anymore. But <laughs> um, it uh, it's very bad, actually. I gave it. Uh, it was even worse than I expected it to be. And I I actually Eddie Redmayne, I could take or leave. Like I don't have the I don't have the personal relationship. You don't care for I my friend Eddie. Generally love Felicity. Yeah, me Jones too. And, She's uh, in the best of the Star Wars. Yeah. the new Star Wars. Yeah, but uh, it's a bad movie. Yeah. There's like two good effects scenes. It's dumb and it's not good. And it's not even based on a true story. It's based on a story about a male aeronaut. Yeah. And they changed it to a, to female, a female. Which, great, except isn't there, there's like a real story about a woman from that era I'm sure we could have done instead. Yeah. Why do we have to be, ever be this? What is going on outside my... It's that scene from Creed. <laughs> 
better movie than the Aeronauts. Yeah. I, I just think it's funny that you've seen that movie. I don't know. Yeah. Tweet yeah. me if you've seen that movie. Yeah, tweet at us if you've seen the Aeronauts. Um, hashtag Arrow Yes. Or Arrow No. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, put fucking Tom Hanks in there. This is a good movie, and he does a good job. Bridge of Spies, good. It's a good one. Check uh, out Bridge of Spies, by the way. If you were sleeping on Bridge of Spies. If you were sleeping on Bridge of Spies. It did make me think, watching this movie, I'm liking it so much more, and watching Ford vs. Ferrari, I'm liking it more the second time. I was like... I guess I'm like a dad age now. Yeah, you are. Yeah. I'm you're an old dad movie. You're an old man. Wait, who won? DiCaprio. But who DiCaprio. But who but real quick, who are the others? I'm gonna get I'm getting rid of Fossbender, Damon, Brian Cranston, Eddie Redmayne. Yeah, I might do. I don't know. What was da- what was Damon? The Martian? The Martian. Yeah, I might I don't know. I don't know. I guess I'm not giving it to him because I listen, I don't let li- I I think this is tough because I think Leo is amazing. And yeah. I think he's great in The Revenant. Yeah. Um, and it's also harder than Bridges. Spot. Like, yeah. sorry, just on a, on that level, we it's just harder. Get, we just gave him an Academy Award, though. We did just give him an Academy Award. I don't, I just don't love The Revenant. But that's just I probably would have given it to Fossbinder. For but what? I like that movie, Steve Jobs. Oh, yeah, I like that movie. Oh, I love that movie. God, yeah. I forgot about that movie. Yeah. I completely forgot about that movie. That movie is a good movie. Yeah. Way better than the other Steve Jobs movie that came. That movie is a good movie. Okay. Yeah. Fossbender, done. He also made a movie that year called Ithaca, which honestly I've never even heard of. Moi non plus. Um, I don't know what it is. Uh, then he, in 2016, he makes a movie called A Hologram for the King, which is based on a um, book by uh, that guy. You know what I'm talking about? No. Wait, that does sound familiar to me. It is based on a book by Dave Eggers. That's why. This movie is also... I love Dave Eggers. Sidebar, one of my favorite books of all time, Book Talk, is um, a Dave Eggers book. And I'll let you guess what it is. Um, I can't think of the title. A Heartbreaking Work of Sagarine yeah. Genius. Sure. Um, this movie was also directed by Tom Tykwer, whose name I said wrong earlier. But clearly, Tom Hanks, after Cloud Atlas, had a great time working with him. And did another thing. And wanted to go to Dubai and shoot a movie. So he did it. Whoever wants to go to Dubai? Um, That movie, like, eight people saw other than myself. And then he also made a movie called Sully. Ugh. I watched this at a cabin in Big Bear. This is a fun movie. It's not bad. It's exactly what you would expect it's, it to be. It's a Clint Eastwood, it's Clint Eastwood it's right? It's Clint Eastwood. They probably shot it in like seven days. Here's the story of Sully. He flew the, the plane. He flew the, pl- the plane and hit the, the birds? But then the birds came. Yeah. And the plane hit the birds. And then he had to land the plane. And then he had to land the and plane. Then the, and then the people were like, you didn't have to land the plane. And he was like, but I did have to land the plane. And, and everybody's it. okay. Yeah. And then they were like, it's a miracle on the Hudson. Yeah. End of story. End of story. Um, he's good in it. This is like the most like drastic example of guy, like center of the movie. The entire time we don't ever really see him like have any no. super mo- even when he's like talking to Laura Linney. By the way, this is also a period of time that I like to call it the Tom Hanks underutilized great actresses as his wife. Oh my All-Stars. god, yes, a hundred percent. Between Catherine Keener, Keener. and Captain Phillips, Amy Ryan and Bridge of Spies. And Laura Linney. And, and Laura Linney and, and yeah. Sully. It's like super overqualified actresses. I do like the part where he goes back on the plane 
And he's like, is everybody off? Mm-hmm. Was everybody off? No, there was one other person that was no, like. No, everybody was off at that everybody point. Everybody was off? Okay. Because the one flight attendant was like, Captain Salmberg, we got to go. And he Sully. Was, yeah. And he was like, I got to check. And Aaron Eckhart had off. like half a face. <laughs> different movie. Okay. That's a different oh, movie. He's got like, he's like a biker with a heart of gold. No, different movie. <laughs> no. Wrong. He's All a these chef. are. <laughs> I was going to say two of the three of those are, are Oscars, but truly no reservations this is a great fucking movie. Um, yeah, this movie's good. Yeah. Sully's good. It's a solid film. Um, these are the other nominees that year. Casey Affleck wins for Manchester by the Sea. Mm-hmm. Andrew Garfield for Hacksaw Ridge. Ryan Gosling for La La Land. Viggo Mortensen for Captain Fantastic and Denzel Washington for Fences. So I'm going to be really clear and say I would give it to Viggo Mortensen for Captain Fantastic because that was my favorite, one of my favorite movies, maybe my favorite movie of that year. Interesting. I understand Denzel. Yeah. Also, maybe Denzel. He's just very Denzel and I don't love Fences. Right. The other three... I think Casey Affleck is very good at Manchester by the Sea. I guess he is. I yeah. just, I, it's he's just problematic. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know just based on this performance. And again, Tom Hanks is doing exactly what he needs to do, but I can't really see bumping anyone out. Yeah, for a ninety-minute yeah. plane movie. Yeah, but see Captain Fantastic. If you're like, should I watch Sully or Captain Fantastic? I'm gonna say Captain Fantastic. Sure, it's a great movie. Yeah, but I mean, if you're don't, but Sully, maybe you're a Sully head. Sully's not a plane movie. No, it's not. If you are afraid of flying, yeah, I did see it with Maddie. We rented a cabin in Big Bear mm-hmm. for New Year's, and we took Scout, and I made uh, I made short ribs, and they were great. Yeah. Sorry, Joaquin, I made short ribs. Oh, I'm and so she had a big one glass of milk. I did. <laughs> I did have polenta on the side, and I put a lot of cheese in it. Oh, um, anyway, he's gonna come in here. <laughs> he's going to be like, Pfft. if you hear any sounds, yeah. it's Joaquin entering. Um, anyway, and we watched this movie and I was like, and Maddie, who does not like flying at the end was like, we're never going to get on a plane again. Yeah. I was like, the whole point of this movie is that that's a fluke. It never happens. They are all fine. They all survived. And everybody's fine. Yeah. What are you talking about? Hey, what he shouldn't watch is Castaway. Castaway. Nobody, well, there was like three people on that plane though. What he shouldn't watch, which I watched way too young, my dad is alive. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, hey, you want to see something cool? I will never forget this. I was in the other room, the room that we nobody used because I was doing like my homework and my dad was watching a movie in the family room and he goes, hey, Meg, you want to see something cool? And I was like, yeah, I want to see something cool. Whatever, in my overalls. And I walked into the room and he was like, check this out. Were you whitewashing a fence outside? (laughs) I was like, I don't know. I'm trying to do like a Tate, what's her face from? um, Tatum O'Neill. Tatum O'Neill. Tatum O'Neill. Paper Moon. Where's my money? Yeah. Um, Anyway, that that movie is fucked up. Don't see that movie. I was going to say though, I feel like you and Maddie are such gourmands. Of mm-hmm. almost anyone I know, you'd probably be the most into eating a human. <laughs> if prepared. Just pro- to if prepared, if prepared correctly. Yes. Yeah. Like, I don't want to just like slapped, you know. First of all, you got it. It's got to be rare, right? I'm sure. And I, I don't want to just slapped on the. Philistine. No. I don't want to just slapped on the grill. I want it like 
Put some miso glaze on there yeah. at least. Yeah. Make sure that's dressed properly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd try it. The next year he makes the post, which we've talked about on this podcast. Almost Most identical. We did the Meryl Streep. Yeah. And then we also talked about it the year it was nominated. Sure. Enjoyable um, movie. Yeah. Well, this was like, uh, how many movies? There was like eight nominated. This was like my number like six of that year. I think this was like my last one of that year. Oh. It was like, toward, it was at the back. Um, I liked it. It's fine. He's fine. It's not my favorite Hanks. No. Um, well, he is funny. He has that one funny line where he's like, I don't know. Yeah, uh-huh. he's fine in it. I think, uh, yeah, it's just not my favorite Hanks. Gary Oldman won for The Darkest Hour. Uh, By the way, didn't which, finish that movie. Which would not have been my choice, uh, but several very good nominees. Uh, Timmy Chalamet, Call Me By Your Name, Daniel Day-Lewis, and <laughs> Phantom Thread. Yeah, my very both of those would have. favorite movie of yeah. the decade. Daniel Kaluuya in Get Out and Denzel and Roman J. Israel, which is a weird film, but it's still a better performance than the post. And even though Gary Oldman's performance is very just, I An think impersonation. It's still better than Tom Hanks in the post. Yeah. But, man, um, but, but Timmy and, um, DDL. Yeah. Robbed. Yeah. And then we had this year. So I don't, know I don't think we've really talked, talked a lot about a beautiful, day, a in the beautiful day in the neighborhood. Get out of my head. I won't. I live there rent free. Oh no. Mm. I'm going to start charging. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if I can afford I got it. bills to pay. These LA prices. <laughs> <laughs> um this movie like you know what's funny is was it last year that the documentary, the Mr. Rogers documentary came out? Uh yeah. So that underwhelmed me. So and by the way, I I come at this as somebody that grew up on Mr. Rogers and when the trailer for that documentary came out, I cried and I was like I'm going to be wrecked by this movie. I think it's was not well done. I think the yeah. story of, of Fred Rogers is there is a great story there. Don't know that it's been told yet. Yeah. I didn't think the documentary was great. It was um just even the just the way that it's constructed. And I, I really thought about this. I, I don't the whole thing about Fred Rogers is like there is no dark night of the soul for him. There is no sure. like I'm never super blown away by f- sort of um just uh piece together footage documentaries. Yes, exactly. Which is what that that was. Yeah. Especially when it's about a famous person. Yeah. Sort of like, I felt, I honestly felt the same way about like RBG. Yeah. Like I was like, me too. Me too. But her story is honestly, but I like that more because her story is honestly more interesting and had more adversity in it. Mm -hmm. I think the story of like, like Mr. Rogers going to Washington, Mr. Rogers goes to Washington. Remember when he did the spoke in front of the, house committee on yeah. whatever for PBS or whatever that is like narrow your focus maybe and right. make that be it. Or <clears throat> I don't know. There's, there's something, there is gold to be mined here, sure. but you're, you're digging in the wrong place. That's how I felt about the documentary. The movie, I had no idea going in that he was such a supporting role. Yeah, It's, it's not, not about, about him at all. No. It's about Matthew Reese, yeah. whom I adore. Yeah. And um, sidebar, very sexually attracted to. Right. Um, love Matthew Reese. But I think if you, I don't know, and I, I asked, I put this to you. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if the movie's just not great or if it's because I was sold a bill of goods and then got a different uh, 
got got didn't get what I paid for because I went in thinking this is going to be really Mr. Rogers heavy and he's it felt like he was barely in it. Um, I actually think it's a little bit of column A and a little bit of column A. Okay. Um, I think if you knew what you were getting going in, maybe you would have been less disappointed. But I also don't think it's a great movie. I think um, I like Mariel Heller a lot as a filmmaker, and this is my least favorite of her movies, definitely. Um, I also think Tom Hanks is good in this movie. I think actually his scenes work the best um, in the film. But I think it's because we have a relationship with Tom Hanks that's similar to sort of our relationship with Mr. Rogers and that we just think they're wholly good people. I don't know necessarily that if you just wanted to cast someone that was going to fully embody Mr. Rogers, if Tom Hanks is the actor to go with, Mm. but I think because of our, um, association, our association, our good baggage with Tom Hanks, like he also maybe is the only choice for that reason. Um, and I think it's a good performance of the, and he finally, got an Oscar nomination for the first time in 20 years almost. Um, and I'm very happy for that. Um, I think he was running fifth in that race though. For me, all four other people nominated for best supporting actor this year gave better performances than Tom Hanks. So I don't, um, definitely don't begrudge Brad Pitt winning. Um, I think I'm on record that Joe Pesci is probably my favorite performance with Brad Pitt right there. I like Al Pacino a lot in the Irishman also. And Anthony Hopkins, um, I don't love the two popes, but I think both those performances are really good. Um, and uh, Tom Hanks, I thought, was a good Mr. Rogers, but I don't think it's an award-winning performance. I think you're completely correct. Yeah. That's my take. Yeah, I don't know what else to say. I mean, I, 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 he, it's hard because he is – it's hard. I, I guess – Going back through these, I was like, he's gonna, he was robbed so many times. That's what I thought. But I guess he maybe wasn't. Yeah. I mean, I think that, I think for me, the Captain Phillips thing really stands out. Yes. Uh, because he was. Should have been nominated. Sh- definitely times should a have thousand. been nominated yes. in that movie. Yeah. Um, now he does have some stuff coming up. He's got three movies that are already in post production that are supposed to come out this year a movie called Greyhound, a movie called News of the World, and a movie called Bios. I'm going to just look those up real quick. News of the World sounds familiar. News of the World has a lot of buzz behind it. Um, he So Greyhound, Tom Hanks wrote the screenplay for. Okay, so um, no so thanks. So World War II film. We're good. He's really keeps, he loves going back to that. And, I'm, and I respect that. Listen, do, um, one thing that I know he's filming right now that sounds interesting is he's playing Colonel Tom Parker in the Elvis Presley, Boz Lerman movie. Oh. Um, so cool. that could be interesting. Yeah. Um, he's, I really, I want Baz Luhrmann to be good again. Yeah. Strictly ballroom and, and Romeo and Juliet and Moulin Rouge are all so fun. Whether or not you, you can hate Moulin Rouge as, uh, our guest Max Mayer did. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah, but you have to admit it was, it, there was something going on there. Yeah. It's interesting for yeah. sure. Um, Bios, on a post-apocalyptic earth, a robot built to protect the life of his dying creator's beloved dog learns about life, love, friendship, and what it means to be human. Okay. Is it about a dog? Is there a dog involved? There's a dog involved. Okay. So then I'm sold. I don't know if Tom Hanks plays the dog or the robot or the human. When I'm telling, when I tell you I have seen the trailers for Call of the Wild and I don't care, I'm going to see it. Don't care. Does it bother you at all that that's... 
um, not only a not CGI a dog. dog, it's a dog that doesn't seem to be modeled after any <laughs> real dog. <laughs> and my answer to that is yes, it does. Yeah. I am disappointed. Why would you not just use a real dog? Especially because it's not like the dog is fucking talking. Right. Like just use a real dog. That's oh, upsetting. So I'm still going to see News it. of the World is scheduled for a Christmas release. Oh, so this is... Paul Greengrass directing. Okay. A Texan traveling across the Wild West bringing the news of the world to local townspeople agrees to help rescue a young girl who is kidnapped. So this is the most Oscar Beatty thing I've ever heard. Right. Who else is in it? Um, Who's the girl? Not a lot of big names. Uh, we have Chukwudi Uwuji. Um... It looks like it's one of those things that it's early enough that it's just like when people registered it on. Yeah. Um, it's green grass though, man. I, yeah. I, I bet that's a, that's a thing. That's going to be a thing guys. Yeah. And I think, I don't know the book, but I think it's a well-regarded book. And we get uh, Charlie Wilson back in terms of accent work. So. <laughs> well now I, I don't know what I can do for you Afghanis. That's my impression. It's great. Um, um, so I'm only giving Tom one additional nomination. I'm giving him a nom for Captain Phillips. I think you and I are in agreement. Yeah. No wins. But so how many Oscars should he have total? So I think between the two of us, we get we each gave him three. We gave him three. The two that he already got, mm -hmm. which we agreed with. Yeah. And then um, he had... Uh, Five nominations previously. I think this would put him up to like nine because I think we gave him two additional nominations. Mm -hmm. Or maybe maybe we just gave him one. Yeah, I think we gave him two additional nominations uh, previously and then one more now. And uh, so three Oscars previously instead for, of two. For, for League, League of Their, of their own. own. And I think maybe one of those other movies. There was a period in that period of time. We pushed him up to a nom. But what else did we give him an, a, an award for, an Oscar for? I gave him one for Big, and you gave him one for Saving Private Ryan. I oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, You have a favorite movie of 2020? Have you seen anything this year yet? I do. Uh-oh. Here we go. And it's not just because it's the only movie I've seen. I really enjoyed this movie. Had a blast. Thought it was great. Want to be the titular character. Titular? Yeah, she's in the team. Birds of Prey. Interesting. I Here's the thing. I'm not a... Uh, she wasn't the titular character. Now she is because well, they've retitled the movie. Birds of play, Prey or the fabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Yeah, I guess it was in the title. But now, now the movie is called Harley Quinn colon Birds of Prey. Really? Yeah, they oh, retitled it because Ooh. it didn't make enough money. It's rough. Yeah. I don't know why I, that upsets me because it's fucking super fun. It's very, I mean, there's like, you know, whatever. It's a February release. There's yep. some th stuff, but like for a movie like that, I super enjoyed it. Um, I'm not a big comic book person. Like I do the, like the main Marvels basically. Right. And then like, I, and I've not, I, I got, I fell asleep through man of steel. I, you know, I like I like the Christopher Nolan right. Batman movies, although yeah. Batman Begins I didn't love. And then like I just don't I didn't watch Batman versus Superman. I like Wonder Woman, I well, guess. Well, I mean really 
Lisa Snyder cut. Yeah, right. the Snyder. Yeah, the Lisa Snyder cut. Good. I like. I think I like this more than like Wonder Woman. I think I, this is my favorite okay. DC. I find her to be very watchable. I think yeah. she's good, but beyond that, I'm like, she is. She would when people talk about like it, man. Margot Robbie has it. And then the humor, there's some really funny parts that worked for me. And uh, I love you and McGregor. And he, he's a very, he's a great villain. And there's some stuff with him that was so, that I laughed out loud that I thought was, <laughs> look at his little ears. When you see that movie, you'll know that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I went in with like zero expectations and I was like, this is a blast and great soundtrack too. Really good movie. I think really almost good. everyone is good in the movie. I think the movie itself is a mess and it could have just been the screening I went to, but I felt like the sound wasn't loud enough. Oh really? Yeah. All the needle drops. I was like, why is that not louder? Is this just in the theater? I'm in? I feel like it must be the theater yeah. because that shit actually really bothers me yeah. like a lot. Yeah. Like we, I feel like, what did we talk about this year that I was like, I feel like the sound is off and I can't hear anything. Yeah something specific where I was just like, and it was driving me fucking bananas. Yeah. So that would drive me crazy. Yeah. Everything that, was too quiet in the, when I saw it. Um, and I, yeah, I thought the movie was really scattered. My favorite movie of the year is the gentleman. Really? Yeah. Um, it takes a while to get going, but it's kind of fun by the end. I mean, that's going to last for like, I don't know. When's a good movie. I don't know when a good movie's coming out. Um, but I, I think saw, Birds I, of Prey was really good. I think it's better than I'm give than I, I I'm trying to excuse it. I thought it was really good. Great. I I do not. I like the gentleman better. I also the assistant is pretty good. Oh yeah. Um, that girl from that um too at uh, Ozark. That girl from what's her face? That well, not I don't watch that show. Um, Americans, the Americans that I yes. love so much. Yeah. Yes, Julia Garner. Um, good for her. Yeah. It's a, it's not an, it's a, it's a pretty depressing movie, but it's not like, not in like a super sad way, just in a, huh. Ugh. Yeah. Way. Dark. Yeah. Dark sort of way. Harvey Weinstein. Um, do you have anything you want to plug other than your, um, commercial with Paul Giamatti, which <laughs> may or may not ever may or air. may not ever air. Also Kiernan Culkin is in it, which is odd. Oh, it's like a billion succession. Yeah. Crossover coming together. Yeah. I feel like. Maddie loves billions and I love succession. And that's what this is. Um, I'm on single parents tomorrow night. Again, Cammy returns. Um, that's a fun show. Yeah. I'm actually going to have to try and have this up tomorrow. So if, if you listen to it the first day, you can uh, tune into single parents. Wednesdays at a time. It's on ABC. That's not good. Find it on the app. Um, you can follow us at the Oscar should um, on Twitter at the Oscar should have gone to on Instagram or Facebook. If you like what you listen to, please rate and review us. Uh, help us. Get I some love, more I really like reading it. So yeah, it's Megan's favorite thing to read reviews. Unless it's bad. Don't give us like a bad review. Honestly, then, I'm fine with that it's too. It's fine, but we're going to like talk about you. One like, time there was something of me on YouTube, like a commercial. And one of the comments was like, this bitch looks like a uh, Shelly Duvall. And I was like, not the most flattering conversation. Not the most flattering, yeah. <laughs> you know, comparison. Like, but I'll take it. And I then they were like, it. "Now, Shelley Duvall, now. now." And I was like, "I'll take it." Yeah. I, I'd rather people just talk about me. Yeah. 
Um, we're jumping way back. I cannot, though. We are jumping back into the 1960s. You're going to ruin my trip to Vegas. I'm going to watch bullshit. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that to myself. Yeah. And we're starting uh, all the way back in 1960. Um, so Lord. for those of you who want to catch up beforehand, you probably have seen a lot of these movies. Um, right, yeah. <laughs> the, they're, I mean, they're uh, classics. It's the Alamo. John Wayne's The Alamo. Elmer Gantry. Elmer Gantry. Sons and Lovers. The Sundowners. And the Academy Award that year went to The Apartment. Um, so we will be back. I think we're probably going to go to like a two and a half week, three week uh, time span for most of these because the 60s, the movies were, y'all, the movies were long then. They were really long. So uh, we will be back uh, probably in early March with our next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. And I I just want to say one thing. Buffy Charlay, friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast, 2006 got, episode. Wow, it's weird that you remember that. It's yeah. disgusting. I I just want to say I did just get a text message from here because she and I share the same uh, GP. Mm-hmm. Our, our, we have the same doctor. And she, I knew she was going in today yeah. to see her. Yeah. And this is what she just texted me. <clears throat> Ron Jeremy is here to see blank, the name of our doctor. He's wearing pajama pants, Crocs, and 25 pounds of grease. I just hope I'm in before him. Oh my God. And he has a guy with him who's wearing a suit and sunglasses inside and in the goddamn lobby. He's trying to convince Ron to give a masterclass on sex. Is this real life? Question mark. That's all. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Hey, mom, what's this? Hey, hey, hey.